Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live. How you doing today? Are you doing good? Well, we're looking at another Sunday. Hey, I'm Jeremiah Smith. I'm so glad I get to be with you today. I hope that you're ready to get into God to celebrate. Are you expecting some good things? We're going to be talking about expectation. What are you expecting today? What did you expect when you came in here today, when you started listening to this program? Are you expecting to move, or are you expecting God to speak to you today? Well, we're going to be talking about expectations today, and uh, we're going to get into God's Word. You know, we're supposed to be expecting some wonderful things from God every day, right? We should be looking for God to move every day in our life and seeing God do some wonderful things for us every day. You know, you serve the Lord for years and years and years. You have to be careful about not expecting Him to do something. You know, and you should be expecting to move every day uh, when you go to church and when you go on Wednesdays to church and Sundays. Expected God to speak through your minister. Expect him to speak to you to pray. Isn't that right? Spend, you know, when we go to pray, we don't just pray to him and tell him all of our problems. We should be expecting him, you know, to be with us and spend time with us, you know. I was listening to a minister the other day talk about how he didn't feel God's presence, you know. But you can feel God's presence every day. You know, are you expecting to feel his presence? And I'm so glad that you came to be with us today. We're going to have some wonderful, wonderful time in the Word today. And uh, I hope that you're excited about it. Well, you know, you can catch us live Wednesday and every Sunday. Uh, you can catch us live here at, uh, at uh, 6 p.m. Central on Wednesdays. And on Sundays, if you're here already, you know we're live on 4 p.m. on uh, 4 p.m. Central time. And so you can catch us at those times if you'd like to catch us live. Now, we are live on Podbeam, and uh, so you can listen to us on Podbeam if you'd like to at those times. And then, of course, we're live on YouTube. How you doing out there on YouTube? And uh, we're hoping uh, we're actually going to be uh, in another state at, uh, Wednesday, so we'll be broadcasting out of another state on Wednesday there. Uh, but, uh, you know, you can catch us live. We'll, even when we're out of town, we can you can catch us live on Wednesdays and Sundays, and uh, we are here for you. That's what's great about the streaming video and the Internet. You can take it with you, go where you're going, <laughs> you know, so you can have live programs everywhere. And so we'll be planning on doing that on Wednesday. They're doing our last series on authority. We've been talking about authority for about six weeks. Uh, should be doing our last message on our, the authority of the, a believer's authority on uh, the seventh. And uh, we're going to be talking about your authority in the earth and how God uses your authority in your life. We'll be talking about that on Sunday and fishing out that series. So that'll be a wonderful time. If you can catch us and be with us at that time. If not, that's no problem. If you can't catch us here at these times, it's no problem. You know, all across the earth, we have different times. You may be in bed right now. You know, we have people from just about every part of the world, it seems like, all over the world that listen to us. And, uh, you know, those are different time zones everywhere, you know. And, a matter of fact, I'm going to be off my time zone when I'm in uh, the uh, Arizona here uh, next week or this coming week. And uh, so, you know, you think about that, you know, the time zones are different. So, you know, we'll be on different times. And so, you know, if you can't be at those times, no problem. You can be listening to us at uh, on Spotify, you know, the rebroadcast on Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn off Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer, Pandora, Amazon Music, Verbal. And, of course, you can catch us on YouTube, you know, if you'd like to catch us at that time, you know, and or you'd like to watch the rebroadcast, you can listen to it on YouTube, and uh, you can watch those videos on there. This this will be uploaded right after I'm done there. 
and it does take a little bit to process there, but so it might not be perfect when you first hear it, but uh, you might come back to it and it should be processed because we just upload it. We put it right out there for you and so that you can listen to the messages each week. So we try to get them out as fast as we can. We are very blessed. I was looking at, we have approximately about a thousand subscribers on Podbeam and and many different subscribers on YouTube. We are very blessed, and that's doing very well with the podcast there. So we're excited about that, and we're reaching out to as many people as possible, always putting out new messages, just about 24 hours a day. We have messages and series going around the clock, trying to reach new people and be a blessing to them. And, uh, you know, and we're on as many avenues as we can be on at this time, and we're going to be reaching out to some more. But we're here for you, and uh, we're trying to reach out and be a blessing to you so you can grow spiritually. That's what we're here for, you know. If you don't have a good Bible-believing faith church there that's on fire, you know, we're here to be a blessing to you. Some parts of the world, you may not have that, and we're reaching out to you to help you grow spiritually in God and help you be, be more grounded in His Word. That's what we're about here is we want you to be more grounded in His words. We're not trying to pull you away from somewhere. We're just helping you be more grounded in God's Word. So that's what our goal is here, to be a blessing to you. If you'd like to give, you can go to Luke 638, you know, that talks about giving. We're not pressuring you to give. We're not all after your money. We want you to grow spiritually. But uh, you can give if you want a blessing. I believe God will bless you if you give. Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it shall be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give unto your bosom, for with the same measure that ye meet, with it will be measured back to you. You know, some people don't realize this, you know, but God, he expects his harvest all the time. <laughs> and he wants you to have a harvest all the time. You know, he gave Jesus so he could reap you. You don't think he expected that harvest? Yeah, he does. He's a God that believes in harvest. And he wants you to have harvest all the time in your life, but you got to give, you know. And he expects us to give, and he likes to give us harvest in our life. You know, I've heard a minister just the other day, and I'm not putting down ministers. I just I don't side with some of their views because God, he wants you to give, and he wants you to be blessed. You know, if you don't have enough, you can't be a blessing to someone else. If you don't have the stuff that you need, it's hard for you to be a blessing to someone else. You need to have more than what you need so you can be a blessing to someone else. And so, you know, you want to give, and I believe firmly that if you give constantly, just like a farmer planting seed, it's going to come back to you good measure, press down, shake it together, run it over. And, you know, you want to make sure that you're giving in the areas that God wants you to give, you know. No pressure to give here, but give where God's leading you to give. And so God can bring the blessings into your life that he wants to get into your life. Galatians 6, 7 says, do not but be, be deceived. God's not mocked. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed, nor treated with contempt, nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside. That's in the Amplified there, kind of amplifying it for you. For whatever a man sows, if you're sowing love, you're gonna you're sowing something, you know. If you're if you're sowing strife, you're sowing something. You sow an anger, you're sowing something. Whatever you're sowing, if it's money, you're sowing something, right? Whatever you sow, notice it says whatever you sow, not just one thing, whatever you're sowing in life, right? It says this and this only is what you'll reap. So if you're being loving, you're going to have more loving people in your life and you're going to be, reap love from other people. You know, if you're being a friend, you're going to be, you're going to reap friends, right? But you know, it has to do with what you're sowing. If you want finances and things in your life that you need, you got to sow those things, so God can bring those things into your life. He's your source for everything. And, and it has to do with, you know, if you, the Bible even says, if you draw nigh unto me, I'll draw nigh unto you. If you want more of him in your life, you have to spend time with him every day. It's part of sowing and reaping. 
You know, you'll reap more of him into your life. You say, I don't understand. That's okay, but it's a law. <laughs> and that's why you need to spend time with him every day. So you have more of his presence in your life every day, more, more of him, awareness of him every day, you know, sowing his word in you more every day, reaping more of his word out of you every day, you know, and it's a law. And so we want to make sure that we're sowing every day in every area. And I hope that you do that. So make sure that so, so God can be a blessing to you in your life, right? Well, I'm so glad again, like I said, get to be with you. When I get done here, I'm going to take a little time here and see if anybody has a prayer request in the chat there at Podbean. I'll take a little time on YouTube there. I'll be flipping back and forth. So if you see a pause, don't freak out there because I'm looking back and forth. But uh, we'll see if you have any prayer requests or have any comments there or if you have some questions for me. It's always a good time there, you know, when we have people in there to be a blessing to them. And, of course, we upload them and lots of people listen to them on their own times, like I was talking to you about there. So we try to make sure that we're ministering to you. If you have something and you don't, you're, not, you're not here for the chat, you know, you can email me at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com. I'll be glad to get back with you. Uh, be me or my wife or somebody. We'll make sure that we get back to you just as soon as possible. It's usually me, and uh, we'll make sure that uh, we stay in touch with you. That's our goal. We want to make sure and be a blessing to you in your life. And I can't extend that enough, and I can't say that enough, how we want to be a blessing to you. We don't just come here to play church. We come here to be a blessing to you, and we want to encourage you. We, we want to help you get a little further and help you get a little farther for God. And that's what we're here for, is to help you get a little further and have a good relationship with God. Isn't that good? Don't you want a good relationship with God? That's what I want, and I, I want the best for you. So we're going to get into God's Word. Are you ready today? Are you pumped up? You got your Bible, got your tablet, got your phone? I've um, got my phone here, got me a tablet, got a couple of laptops, and a big PC here. So we're ready to go. I'm, I'm doing the digital stuff today. We got digital stuff all around me here, and uh, we're going to be getting into the Word and uh, we're going to do that right now, but let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. <laughs> we thank you, Father, you've been so good to us. You're always good to us. And we thank you, Father, for always being good to us. When we're, you neither sleep or slumber, you're watching over us every night, even when we're sleeping. You're so good to us, Father. We just thank you, Father, for, I thank you, Father, Lord, that you even see ahead of time what's coming towards us. And you prepared and made a way for us and taken care of us all before we even get there. And, Father, we just thank you, Father, for that. If we don't see it, you see it. And, Father, we thank you that you're preparing that way for us and taking care of us in every area and making sure that we're okay in every area because you're a good father. And we thank you, Father, for that. You've always been good to us, taking care of our families, taking care of our friends, and taking care of us, Father, keeping us healthy, keeping us blessed. And, Father, we just thank you for all the goodness of Jesus and thank you for Jesus and we thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And as we get into the word, Father, we just ask, Father, today that you flood us with light. We ask that we welcome your Holy Spirit to be our teacher, our help, our standby as we get into the word today. Father, get everything across that you'd like to get across today, Father. And, Father, we just thank you for it in Jesus' holy name. Help us just have a good time and fellowship with you, Father, through your Holy Spirit today. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Help no one to leave not having what they need to have today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Are you ready today? Well, we're going a little bit off of our series today, going a little bit because we've got a little different direction today. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get into some uh, a different subject today. We were talking about expectations. We talked about that a little bit when you got started here today. And we're going to be talking about expectations. What are you expecting for with your life? What do you expect when you get up in the morning? What do you expect when you see your day, you know, when you start your day? What do you expect in this week? 
you know, that's important. That's a very important question, you know, for your life. What do you expect for the rest of your life? You know, there's people, you know, that uh, believe, you know, they're too old, you know, so they don't have any expectation for the rest of their life. You know, they think, well, it's time to retire, you know, and have no expectation for the rest of your life, you know. But God uses us all the way to the end of our life, you know. I was listening to a story about Oral Roberts and how he just traveled overseas when he was right when it didn't seem like it was very before he passed away, too far before he passed away. And uh, he had been ministering and ministering for years and years and years. And he actually went with Jerry Seville across the seas and he just went with him and he, he ended up ministering to some people there when he got there, you know, and, and being a blessing to him when he got over there, you know, but he, he went over there to be a blessing to Jerry Seville and ended up being a blessing to people over across seas in Africa. And you think about that today, you know, what are you expecting today? Are you expecting to do something even when you get older? Are you expecting something? What are you expecting for the rest of your life? You know, are you going to be a vessel for God for the rest of your life? Do you expect him to move in your life and administer as many people as possible before your life ends? What is your expectation for the rest of your life? What, if you're young today, what are you expecting being young with God to do in your life? Are you going to have an adventure with faith with God? Or are you just going to get up and settle for just good morning, Lord, and do your penance to God and just go through your average day? Or do you expect to have a good fellowship and relationship with God every day? What do you want? What do you expect today? You know, you know, Smith Wigglesworth used to say, full of God, full of God, full of God. You know, are you expecting to be full of God today? What what are you expecting for this day? You know, or do you have any kind of expectation? Are you just doing the ritual each day and what you got to do each day? But are you expecting God to be in it to help you today? You know, make it easier for you, faster, get you some energy, give you extra energy for the day and pump you up for the rest of the day. You know, he can do that. He can give you the energy you need. He can he can encourage you right there. He can quicken you is what the Bible says. You know, maybe if you're listening right now, he's quickening you right there where you're at. He's quickening you. You're, you're tired and you've had a long, long week and had a long month, you know, and he's quickening you right there where you're at. What, what are you expecting him to do? Do you expect him to quicken you right there where you're at? You know, he can do that, you know, and he can do that for you right now. Let him quicken you as we get into the word. Let the word quicken you today and let it be a blessing to you. Let's go over to James. James, the fifth chapter, we're going to look at the seventh verse as we get into this today. I'm going to start out with the Amplified here, and then I'm going to read also the Passion Translation. It's good in, in any translation, but these are the two I picked today. Let's go ahead and look at James, the fifth chapter, the seventh verse. It says, so be patient, brethren. Wow. <laughs> we hadn't even started, you know, and it just sticks out to me. Be patient. You know, I, today's world, people don't seem very patient. You know, everybody's in a hurry to get somewhere. They, you know, upload something quickly. They want everything to work out perfect, and they don't seem patient to wait on people. You know, and you know, you he's sell, he's saying so. Be patient, brethren. You know, are you patient today? Are you living in patience? Did you know the Bible says in James the the first chapter, if you're if you're patient, you won't want any good thing. That's a pretty important ingredient in a Christian person's walk to be patient. He says you won't want any good thing if you're a patient person. So that's a pretty good, pretty important thing, a pretty important ingredient in a Christian's walk. Do you not want any good thing? I, I mean, I, I like living without having a need. I like living not having a want. <laughs> I think I'm going to be patient. How about you? Well, let's be patient Christians so we can have all the things God wants us to have in our lives, you know. 
it's easy with the world today. You click on this, click on that, and click on the other, you know, and not to be patient, you know. I mean, even waiting for a video to come up, you know, it seems like it's hard to be patient. You know, you're like, man, dear Lord, is this thing ever going to come up, you know? But how far have we already come with technology, you know, <laughs> when you think about it today? You know, I, it's gone way far. I remember when we had dial-up, you know, <laughs> and I'd sit there and I'd be drinking coffee, waiting for it to dial up, you know, and here, do-do-do, you know, I'm sitting here waiting for it to dial up. And now, man, stuff streams and stuff moves, you know, but it's amazing how you can even be impatient with it, you know, and how far we've come today, you know. Are you patient with people? Are you patient with your family? Are you patient with your coworkers? Uh, you know, we're supposed to be patient people for God, and we won't want any good thing. It's amazing how, if you're patient when you go to some places, how they even treat you better, you know. I've noticed, like, when I go somewhere and I'm patient on a server or I'm patient on the people doing the work, you know, uh, when I go to a restaurant or something like that, you know, if I'm patient, they seem to treat me a little nicer, you know, instead of me pressing them. You know, hey, I need this now. I'm, I'm, I, mean, I don't have time for this, you know. But if I have patience with them, you know. Now, I understand sometimes you are in a hurry. You got a lunch for an hour or whatever, you know. But we're supposed to be patient people. Don't go there if you can't be patient. Be patient and be a blessing to others. It's a big quality that Christians need to have, right? So be patient, brethren, as you wait till the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits expectantly for the precious fruit harvest from the land. See how he keeps up his patient over it until the, he receives the early latter rain. So he's, he's saying, be patient on the coming of the Lord. And we do have to be patient about that. You know, him, it may not seem long at all because, you know, God's time, you know, is a whole lot different than our time. But, you know, we have to be patient on him. And, you know, you need to be patient with each other. But look at the Passion Translation here of this verse. It says, meanwhile, brothers and sisters, we must be patient and filled with expectation. Do you expect God to come back? Are you expecting him to rapture you out of here anytime, you know? Do you believe that there's going to be a gathering away of the church? I believe that in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, he talks about how we'll meet the Lord in the air. I believe that we're, we're about to meet him in the air. I believe it's coming. But do you have an expectation? You know, people in the Bible, they acted like he's coming anytime, you know? They went out and ministered to people, tried to get as many people saved as humanly possible. They believed, you know, by reading the scriptures, that it could happen anytime. Think about that today. Are you acting like he could be here anytime? If you if you were, you'd probably go out to your neighbor, you know, and minister to him. If you were, you might not want you want to make sure some family members are going to make it. You know, how how much expectation do you have of us coming? Well, we're supposed to be expecting him that he could be here anytime. Meanwhile, brothers and sisters, we must be patient and filled with expectation as we wait for the appearing of the Lord. Think about the farmer as he has uh, to patiently wait for the earth's harvest as it ripens because of the early and latter rain. So you also keep your hopes high. Are you keeping your hopes high about God's things? You know, that's a, that's a very important, you know. You know, there's seven churches it talks about in the book of Revelations, you know, and they all had works. They all did some great things. But were they all acting like, God could come any time, you know. He said some of them got to the place where they, you know, they weren't on fire like they should be, you know. And are you are you still expecting and hoping every day? You know, you should have a fire every day. If you're hoping in God to do something with your day, you have a fire that most people don't have. Are you looking for him to do something every day in your life? Are you expecting him to do something special every day of your life, you know? 
Are you hoping maybe you get a chance to minister to somebody? Are you hoping you get a chance to be able to give to somebody and encourage somebody with their day? Are you hoping for that? You know, God can set all that up, but you have to be hoping for it and excited about it, you know? Are you hoping God will fix a situation for you? Are you fixing another situation for somebody else? You know, think about that today. You know, God gives us opportunities and he, he, he wants us to be expecting him to do, th- expecting him to do things in our life, you know, but we have to be looking for it. Did you know that even the Bible says we're supposed to be looking for his coming? It says in three, actually, I know four different places that it says we're supposed to be looking for his coming. You think about that's the expectation. We're supposed to be looking for it every day. Think about that today. Are you looking for are you looking for him to do stuff in your life every day? Are you looking for him to come every day? You know, they have to have expectation. I'm are you, are you expecting him to do something with you right now? I mean, I could be ministering right now and I'm expecting him to come, you know, and I could go right now. I'd be so happy about that, praise the Lord. But we should be expecting him to do things all the time. Every day in our lives, expecting him to do some wonderful things in, in a good way. He wants to do good things. I was talking to my son a little earlier, you know, as hey, there's a God's a good God and the devil's a bad devil. So if he's a good God, he wants to do good things in your life every day. And you but you have to expect it, you know. You have to expect him to do good things all the time. It, it honors him, you know, when you expect him to do good things. You know, as a father, you know, it, it honors me when my kids expect me to do good things. It doesn't honor me if they expect me to do bad things in their life, you know. They know a little bit about my character. They know a little bit about me if they know that I'm going to do something good in their lives. Think about that today, you know. He's a God that wants to do good things in your life, but you have to expect it. What's expectation mean? Well, it's a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. It's the act of or state of expecting to wait in expectation, the act of, or state of looking forward or anticipating. What are you anticipating today? What are you anticipating this week? You know, it's easy to look at the news and anticipate the wrong things. You know, the enemy's trying to persuade you that this is going to be a rough week. <laughs> but this could be the best week you ever had, but it has a lot to do with what you're expecting. You know, we tend to gravitate the way that we expect things. If you're expecting good things, you tend to gravitate towards the things you're expecting. If it's good or if it's bad, but you know, we're supposed to be expecting good things. The actor state of expecting to wait in expectation. I like that. And expect expectant mental attitude, something expecting a good thing. Look forward to something good that you're looking forward to a prospect of a future good or profitable or profit powerful to think about it and what are you what are you looking for are you expecting a good future or a bad future <laughs> boy you wouldn't believe, you know the enemy will even try to plan it out in your mind a bad future he, he likes to help you with that he likes to plan a bad future for you when god's trying to plan a good future and you need to expect what god wants you to have he has he expects good things for you he expects a good future for you read your word read the bible he expects a good future for you but, you know, we need to go with his expectations. You know, the enemy wants to persuade you you're going to have a bad future. This All you see, it doesn't look good. But God's trying to get you to expect a good future. And what are we expecting today? You know, we go the way that we, we expect things. It's important that we are expecting good things. If you're expecting good things, good things can happen. If you're expecting bad things, 
bad things can happen. What are you expecting today? You know, the world even understands this. They call it the law of attraction. You know, they, that's what the world calls that type of thing. But it came from God's word, you know, and, and you tend to gravitate, like I said earlier, towards the things you're expecting. I remember this lady I used to work with every morning. I'd go in and she'd be, she'd say every day, she'd say, it's going to be a bad day. Oh, it's going to be a horrible day. And I, I try to change it, you know, with my words, you know, because your words are powerful, you know. And she's calling those things that be not as though they were every day, you know, when I go in there, you know, and I have to sit right beside her, you know. And uh, I'd be like, no, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a great day, you know. We're going, Everything's going to go good for me, you know. I'd, I'd call good things. I wasn't going to speak those bad things, you know. But she's anticipating a bad day, you know, just because something looks one way, because you see challenges in the natural, it doesn't mean that's the final outcome of things, does it? God's word is way more powerful than what you see. God's word's way more powerful than your situation. God's word always works, right? It always has the final outcome, you know? And you, you, you look, even the things he's prophesied are coming to pass, you know? They always have the final say. God's word always has the final say in your life. But it has a lot to do with what you're expecting, too. You know, with the word, you know, we have to expect it to work in our lives, you know, for it to work in our lives. And so it's important that you have the right expectation. Uh, we also call expectation hope in the Bible. Do you have hope? You know, are you hopeless? What happened to your hope, man? <laughs> God's got hope for you. You know, maybe today you feel like, I don't have no hope. Well, no, you do. The Holy Spirit's in there. You have some hope, you know, and God wants you to have hope every day. This is going to be a good day. This is going to be a good week. He's in there one. He's in there telling you good things on the inside, and he wants you to expect good things for your week, and it has a lot to do with your hope. Has the enemy tried to diminish that hope in your life? You know, he, he works really hard to do that, doesn't he? He likes to try to get you to feel hopeless. You know, he, he he's all talk with no bite, you know, and we have authority over him. But, you know, it's amazing how we'll sit there and listen to him and entertain his thoughts all the time, you know. And remember that in the Garden of Eden, how he just sat there and talked to Eve and caused her to go the wrong direction. And it's because we'll sit there and we'll entertain his thoughts if we're not careful, you know. And he'll, he'll try to get you hopeless is what his goal is. When God's Holy Spirit's in the God on the inside of you is trying to give you hope every day. He's trying to encourage you every day and tell you there is hope for your future. He, he expects it. You know, God expects you to have a good future. We're going to look at some scriptures here, but he expects you to have a good future. And why don't you expect what God expects about you, not what the devil expects about you? You know, God wants you to have a good future, and you need to expect it too. Like we said in the Strong's, hope is, hope means favorable and confident expectation. So hope, that word hope means expectation, confident expectation. Are you having confident expectation that this is going to be the best week you ever had? Are you having confident expectation that your marriage is going to be good? Are you having confident expectation that your situations are going to work out? Are you having confident expectation that things can change for you wherever you're at today, whatever part of the world you're at today? Do you have confident expectation? You know, you should have some hope. You know, Abraham hoped against hope, didn't he? You remember that in the scripture? Hoped against hope. What he was saying was he, he was hoping against what the world said. You know, the world's saying one thing, but he was hoping to get what's what the world says. You know, the world's saying stuff all the time because the enemy likes to use all kinds of voices. 
but he was hoping against what the world's saying. The world says you can't do this, and this is impossible. There's no way this could possibly happen, you know? But hoping, he was hoping against hope of the world. Remember Sarah had a baby? She wasn't supposed to have a baby, but she did. <laughs> he hoped against the world. The natural said, no, this is impossible. But he hoped against the world, right? Romans, the fourth chapter. Let's look real quick here. Romans 4, the 16th verse. It says, therefore, it is faith, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end. The promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, and he calls those things that be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope. You know, what are you hoping for today? You know, are you hoping for a good future? Or are you just, you're, you've been wrung out so much that you don't believe that anymore? Well, you know, glad you're here today because you have a good future God wants to have for you. You say, well, man, life has wrung me out. Well, that's okay. God's still got a good future for you. I can't take no more. It's okay. You got the Holy Ghost. You got the greater one on the inside of you. And he, he can take all that the devil throws at him every time, <laughs> right? You have the grace to come through and you can hope against hope, have expectation against hope and see that God's going to bring you through. He always brings you through. The Bible says that we always triumph through Christ Jesus. You say, well, that's impossible in my situation. That's what he, that's what he's best at. <laughs> He loves impossibilities because he can easily work out impossibilities. It may not work out the way you want it to work out, and it may not work out the way you think it's going to work out, but God can work it out more than a million ways. That's how he does things, and He we hope against hope, right? We hope against the hope of the world. God can work it out more than a million ways. I used to say that when I was a prayer minister. I'd pray with people all the time. You, boy, you, you learn about people's situations real fast when you become a prayer minister, you know. And I worked, and I, I was a prayer minister, you know, and I'd pray with people. And I would tell them, you know, before we prayed, I said, you know, God can work this out more than a million ways. They said, what? <laughs> I said, he can work it out more than a million ways. And you know, that helps you think about expectation. Think about that. You know, you may think he can only work it out one way, but he's very resourceful. <laughs> he's very able to fix things and make things work. He, he, he's got people you don't even know about that can fix your situation. He's very resourceful, and he can come up with new ways if he has to. God can fix things and make things work. You just got to put your expectation in him. You don't have to do it. You have to put it in him. He's the one that's going to do it, and he can work it out more than a billion ways. So who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Think about that. To him, that was an impossibility. I mean, he couldn't even have a kid. That was an impossibility for him. He, they could not have a kid. She was barren. You know, so he had to hope against the world for them to have a whole bunch of kids in his life, you know, and, and be the father of many nations, you know, to even have a seed you know, he had to hope against the world. You know, you think about that today. Maybe today you don't know how it could work out or what this, your situation. You say, well, man, I just don't know God. You know, he's told you you could do some great things. And he's even given you a plan, given you a vision and a dream. And you say, oh, man, that's just too big for me. That's okay. You're supposed to hope in him. You're supposed to have expectation in him. You Start expecting the first step to happen. Start expecting the steps that, along the way to happen. That's how it happens. You start expecting 
him to work the way out. I, I never forget. He told me to go to Rama, you know, and I said to myself, Oh wow. Okay. Well, we got lots of things to work out here for you to make that happen. God, you know, <laughs> you know, and I'll never forget, you know, I started working on the picture on the inside of me, you know, I had a little Rama book I got, you know, and it was for going to the Rama Bible school. And I, I sat in the car, you know, I was working in a warehouse at the time and I'd go at my break and I would open this book and I'd look inside that book. And uh, in the book, you know, you'd see the ministers that were there and who the staff was and who's on the board of directors and see what the school's like and the application for the school. And I'd look in there, you know, and I didn't do well in school, you know, and stuff. And, and I, matter of fact, I hadn't even graduated high school at the time. And, uh, you know, and I'm looking at a book to go to Bible school. <laughs> And I'm working on this picture every day, you know, and uh, hoping against hope. You know, I'm a warehouse. It's dark, you know, and I'm hoping against hope. You know, I want to go to Rama because that's what the Lord's told me to do, you know, and I was hoping against hope, you know. And, uh, and so I started my steps there, you know, start working on it and getting my plan going there, you know, and doing the things we needed to do for me to get there, you know. And finally, I, you know, I was getting married at the time, got married, went to Tulsa. Well, you know, I lived there a little bit before that, and then I and I actually ended up living with a relative, can be with my wife for a little while, and but he worked out all the steps to get us there, you know. And then I started going to school, you know. I I never forget, even before I went to school, I was like, how am I going to have the tuition? You got to have the tuition to go to school. <clears throat> How's that going to work out, you know? And the Lord worked it out, you know, worked out to where I could go, had the tuition, and He worked out the payments, and that we had to pay for it every month. You know, but those were the steps of going towards the ministry he called me to do. I'm not saying everybody's called to go to Bible school, but that's what I was called to do. And, uh, you know, just the, you know, I had to trust him through the whole process. You know, it's a bigger picture that you're shooting for, but you got to trust him for the process. And you don't, you know, you have to hope against hope. You got to trust him all along the way. And he wants you to do that. That's why he wants you to have an adventure in faith. He wants you to enjoy the process with him. It's not something you're supposed to be dreading every day. You, you, you get excited when you see him work this situation out and that situation out and this other situation out. And, and it develops a closer relationship with him as you take those steps with the Lord. Amen. Abraham abandoned the expectations of the world. And some of you need to do that today. You need to abandon the expectations of the world, what they think and what they boxed you into. And you need to put your hope in his expectations of God. That's where you need to have your expectations are in him. Are you expecting like the world expects or like God expects? You know, God expects, he believes that you can do anything. He believes all things are possible to you. What are you expecting today? We are getting what we expect each day we live. You say, well, how come great things aren't happening in my life? You're probably not expecting it, right? You're probably not seeing God doing it. <laughs> you have to see him doing it. You got to expect him to do it. Put your expectation out there when you go to do stuff, and he's going to work it out, and he's going to make the situation work out for you. Don't limit him, because he can do it anyway. But put your expectation out there so he can do it for you. Are you expecting like the world is expecting? Or are you putting your expectations on God? Have you given up on your expectations? I believe I'm talking to a bunch of people that've been walking with the Lord for a long time, and their expectation level is very low. <laughs> but you need to expect him to do something every day. We should be on fire for him every day. We should be seeing him doing things for us every day, but we have to have an expectation. You know, I remember at a Christmas time, I'll never forget, you know, I was working uh, a job that I was doing, you know, and uh, I was driving 
and I never forget my son kept calling me, you know, he's like, when are you going to get home? He wanted to I mean, get me get home because on Christmas he wanted open presents. <laughs> yeah, I get a call. When are you going to be home? He give me another call. When are you going to be home? <laughs> you know? I'm like, I'm trying to get my work done, son. As soon as I get done, then I'll be home, you know? And he's like, when are you going to be home? You know? And he's like, man, I got to open these presents, you know? He's all excited and wants to open presents. I kept getting call, you know, call after call, you know? And, but he's got an expectation, I'm going to be there. He gets to open his presence. He's got an expectation that something good's going to happen. Where's your expectation? Do you still have that expectation that something good's going to happen in your life? Something wonderful's going to happen in your life with God, and you're looking forward to something every day? Do you look forward to seeing him do something in your life? It's not about the stuff that he does. It's about that relationship with him and seeing him doing things in your life that you're believing him for, you know, it's amazing. You know, not even the stuff is a big deal, you know, that he does. And, you know, I'm not just talking about physical things, but working things and doing things in your life, you know, but it's the faith journey, you know, each step, it's building your faith and getting you more expecting on him to do things each day. You know, where, where's your expectation? What happened? How come you're not expecting like you were? We need to be expecting him every day to do some things. Are you expecting God to do something every day? You know, today could be the day that that family member you've been believing for gets saved. Do you do you expect it? Or what about that house that you're trusting God for? This could be the day that you get it. Maybe you're wanting a car, and God's working a way to make that happen, or that house working a way to make that happen for you. Are you still expecting it? You know, what about that door that you need open, you know? Are you still expecting it, or did you just give up, you know? God can work out things that will blow your mind. But you have to expect it every day. You got to trust him in every day. You know, why would he send it to you if you weren't expecting it? Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be looking for it. Why would he send it to you if you're not expecting it? You know, that's a scary thing when you think about the rapture. You know, he told us to watch for the rapture, told three, four times I told you, I know four places I can tell you you're supposed to be looking for it. You know, you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss something in your individual life because you're not expecting. It's a serious thing to have expectation and see him moving in your life. You know, even the Holy Spirit, even when I'm sitting here and I'm doing this message, I'm expecting him to move on your heart and to touch you and to, and to answer your questions that you're dealing with him about. And I'm expecting him to move and be a blessing to you right there. Well, well he's. Well, I mean, i got to have expectation for that, trusting him to do that. Or why would he do it? Why would he do that if I wasn't expecting it? Why would he do things for you if you're not expecting it? You know, God expects things. He does. Look at Jeremiah 29, 11 here. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. He expects you to have an expected end, even when you don't expect you to have an expected end. He still, he believes you're going to have an expected end. Think about that today. He expects you to have an expected end. You know, he, he expects you to get to somewhere he would design for you. He expects, he, he expects you to fulfill the purpose he has for you. He, he, he has expectation, doesn't he? So we're supposed to have it too. We're supposed to be like the Father. We're supposed to be just Jesus. We're supposed to be expecting things all the time. God's not a respecter of persons. If he wanted it for Jeremiah, he wanted you to have an expected end. You know, don't be settling for just anything. Don't be just settling for what you think people are telling you and what the what the world around you is telling you that you you should be. You should be expecting what he expects you to be. You should be expecting what he expects you to end like 
in your life, the purpose he has for you in your life. You know, you should be expecting way beyond what they say. You should be expecting what God's saying about you. He hasn't expected in for us. He hasn't expected in for all of us. Look at John 10, 10. What is that expected in? Well, the thief comes in order to steal, kill, and destroy. But he said, I came to give you life. Well, actually, this version actually says that I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That's what he wants for you to have, and that's what he expects for you to have. I like the message version. I'm going to read this to you, and some of you might fall out when I read it to you here. John 10, 10, it says, A thief is only there to steal and to kill and destroy. I came so that they may have real and eternal life, more and better life than they have ever dreamed of. Think about that today. He wants you to have a more and better life than you ever dreamed of. That's what God wants for you. He hasn't expected in for you. He wants you to have a better life than what you dreamed of. <laughs> you say, well, what, what's that mean? Well, marinate on it for a little bit. Right? <laughs> Take it in for a minute. He wants you to have a better life than what you ever dreamed of. You say, well, me? Really? Yes, because he loves you and he wants good things for you. He gave Jesus to die for you. And he gave you everything he needed in this life when he died for you to have a good life, a better life than what you dreamed of. What are you expecting for in this life? Are you expecting a more and better life than you ever dreamed of? Or are you just settling for the what people tell you and how you feel today? Are you going by all your feelings, how you feel about today? That has nothing to do with how it's supposed to turn out. We go by God's word. God's word's not a feeling. God's word is not an emotion. God's word is true, and it doesn't matter how you feel today or what your emotions are saying to you today. God's word is true, and it's real for us every day. You know, emotions are interesting. They're up and down. They're fickle every day. You know, you could be a basket case if you go by your emotions every day. They're just up and down every day. But God's word is eternal, and it's true, and it's forever. It's forever settled. Man, you know, Jesus, he's the rock, <laughs> And the rock doesn't change, right? He's here forever, and his words never change. They never return unto him void. They always fill their purpose, is what the scripture says. You know, there's nothing stronger than that, but that's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. That's his word. Or it is like Groundhog Day for you every day. Do you get up every day and you just kind of go with the day and it's just the same day every day, every day? Well, you know, are you expecting something today? That's what makes it different. Is by you expecting something good today, and God takes you on that journey of faith, you know. Maybe he says, hey, go over here, go to this store, pick this up, and then you find out later you got something to be a blessing to someone else, or maybe he tells you to stop somewhere and do something, you know, and he puts you on that journey of faith every day if you just listen to him, you know, and your time, you know. Maybe he's having you read something, and you get a phone call, and you have the word to be a blessing to someone, you know. You think about that today. It should be a journey of faith every day. When we don't have an expectation with God in our lives, we are dishonoring Him. You know, you're not ever you're not looking forward to Him. You're not looking forward to your relationship with Him. You know, if I got up every day and I didn't talk to my wife, if I didn't expect us to have a good relationship, you know, that's pretty dishonoring, isn't it? You know, but you should get up every day expecting that relationship to shine and that it's, it gets better every day. You know, it has a lot to do with what you're looking forward to every day. What do you, what do you see? What are you hoping for every day? You know, and he wants it to be better for you. He wants your situation to be better for you. He wants your circumstances to be better for you. 
you know, God is, he's so good and he wants to make things better for you all the time, you know? And that's how, that's how he thinks. I remember one Christmas, you know, I went out and I knew my son wanted this certain toy, you know, I'll never forget, you know, and I went to like six stores looking for this toy, you know, just looking all around, went all over the place, different sides of town looking for this particular toy. But I knew that's what he wanted, you know. I said, man, I'm going to get that. I know he wants it. I'd go to the store. They didn't have it. I was like, ah, go to the next store. Ah, they don't have it. After several stores, you know, I may have been more than six. I went to quite a few. I finally found it, you know, and I got it, but I got what he wanted, you know. You know, God will go through whatever vast thing he has to do, whatever he has to do to make it work, but he'll make sure that it works out for you because he loves you, and he wants you to have the things that you desire. He said, delight myself, yourself in me, and I'll give you the desires of your heart. He, he'll, he'll go through vast trouble, and he'll make sure that you get what you need. It's no problem from him. He's everywhere at one time. I mean, not vast trouble, but I mean, he, he'll do whatever it takes to work out the situation for you. He's a God that can do that. He can do it so many ways. You may think, well, this is the only way it can be done, but God can do it many, many ways. You know, you don't, you know, you don't have to think in line of what your resources are. He has vast resources and he can make it work for you. What are you expecting today? Well, we're going to talk about two ways uh, two types of ways of expect. I'll go over these quickly because I've been going for a little while here. Number one, if you're expecting, you're acting like it's on the way or it could be here anytime. Isn't that right? If you're expecting something, you're acting like it could be here anytime. You're acting like it's on the way. James 2.20 says it like this, but thou wilt thou, O man, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. James 2.20 in the Passion Translation says it like this, O feeble sons of Abraham, or sons of Adam, I'm sorry, do you need further evidence that faith divorced from good works is phony? You see, people really don't believe if they're not expecting it and acting like it, you know. You have to act like it. If you're expecting something, then you act like it. That check, you know, each week that you're looking forward to, <laughs> you you start planning the bills are going to come out of it. You start planning all the stuff that you're going to do with it. You know, you're expecting it to be there. You know, and it's funny how people believe more in their check than they do. God's going to work out certain circumstances, you know. We have more faith in that than what God's going to do, and his word's eternal. You know, and he wants to you to plan and to trust that he's going to do it. You know, I remember this person talking about how they wanted a washing machine. You know, they're trusting God for a washing machine. So they cleared out this place at, for the washing machine they were believing God for. And they, they cleared a little area, started getting ready for it. That's expectation. They're acting like it's on the way, right? <laughs> Amen. Are you acting like it's on the way? What kind of expectation do you have? You know, maybe you're called to be a minister. Are you studying? Are you getting in God's word? Are you are you trusting God? You know what are you what, what are you doing in expectation for God to open some doors for you? That means you're if you're believing for a job, are you getting the clothes that you need? Are you are you going out and looking for it? You know, looking for it, expecting for it to happen. You know, what are you believing for? Are you believing for a wife? Well, if you're believing for a wife, are you looking at the scriptures or how to be a good husband? Are you are you making sure that you're taking care of yourself and doing the things a good husband would do? Think about that today, you know, or a wife, you know, the same thing. We have to be expecting it, you know. Maybe you, you could save up for your honeymoon. Get ready for it. <laughs> hey, man, you know, my son's getting married right now, matter of fact. He's about to be married in just a few days, you know, and you got to plan. Have an expectation God's going to do for it, do it for you. If you're believing for a house, are you getting the stuff you need for it? 
I never forget me and my wife got one of these big homes not too long not too long ago. We rented a home. We actually had another home. We ended up getting a bigger home. But I never forget what well, first biggest one that we we started. We started renting a really big home. We didn't have no furniture for it, <laughs> so we had to get furniture for that home. You know, but if you want a big home, you know, you you start planning for it. Make sure you have the things that you need. I never forget we had a small little sofa in the middle of this big huge living room. You know. <laughs> Have some expectation. Get the stuff that you need. Act like it's on the way. Amen. Romans four seventeen. Let's look about that. Look at that real quick. Romans four seventeen. You know, if you believe it, you're acting like it, and you're you're preparing for it. What's the next thing you need to do? Well, you need to start talking like it's on the way. You know, we talk like it's on the way. That's faith. That's that's how you act in faith. You, you act like it's on the way. You don't want to speak against it. You want to speak. The things that are calling those things that be not as though they were. That's speaking faith, acting like it's on the way. Romans 4.17 says it like this. As is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him who he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were. So you know how God's expectation works? He calls it before it happens. He, he acts like it's going to happen. He says Abraham, he changed his name from Abram to Abraham and called him father of many nations. Start, that's his expectation. He's calling him father of many nations. He literally believes this this man that has a has a wife that can't have kids is going to have kids. <laughs> and he believes it. So he starts calling him. He says, Abraham. He, he, he's believe, he calls those things that be not as though they were. He's talking it. You know, and he had 300 servants. Abraham had 300 servants. So you can imagine he gets up in the morning and they're out there, you know, taking care of the cattle. And they're like, hey, Abraham, right? They're calling it. They're talking it. And that's how you get things to come to pass in your life, praise the Lord. You call them, you talk them, you do your part, and you trust God to do the rest, have an expectation for him to do those things in your life. If you're believing for a good day, you talk like it's going to be a good day. You know, don't be like that person I was talking to you before about, you know, say, oh, this is going to be a horrible day. No, you got to get up and say, this is going to be a good day. It's You, you can change it with your words. Start calling it. I'll never forget this one lady, you know, I was in this warehouse one time, you know, and I said, oh, everybody's getting sick. You, you, I think she even told me I was going to get sick. She said, oh, everybody's getting sick. I said, and she, she looked at me and I, I told her, I said, no, I'm not going to get sick. You know, and that made her so mad. Oh, my goodness. She she wanted me to side with her. It just made her mad, made that devil mad. <laughs> you know? But I wasn't going to side with her, you know. And you're going to have opportunities like that. When you start talking, you know, good things and speaking good things, you might upset some people, you know, because you're just not going to settle for what they want you to ex expecting you to settle for. But you're expecting something better and something good with your life. What are you expecting today? If you're believing for money, you're talking like it's coming, right? Are you believing for healing? Are you acting like, are you talking like it's coming? You know, I'm the healed of the Lord. Are you saying that today? Are you talking like, I don't know, I feel this way today? No, you, you put your expectation out there. Agree with God. Agree with what he's saying, right? Mark eleven twenty three 23 says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed. And be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe with those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. We go over this a lot, you know, through this ministry. But, you know, the mountain looks impossible. You know, when you, if you're talking to a mountain, that looks pretty impossible, right? And the situation you're looking at looks pretty impossible. That's why you're supposed to call it and speak to it 
to move. You got to call those things that be not as though they were. We're we're getting what we're believing and what we're saying. We're getting what we're acting for, what we're expecting and saying. And it has to do with what you're saying today. What are you saying today? What's your expectation for this week? What things are you looking forward to with your life? What's your expectation? You know, that's a good question you need to ask yourself. You know, you get up in the morning, are you acting like it? Are you talking like it? Well, your expectation is pretty low if you're not. We're supposed to be expecting what God wants for us li- our lives and seeing him do things in our lives, you know, and expecting his presence to be stronger in our lives every day and so we can minister to more people every day. Think about that today. What are you expecting today? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. And, Father, we just thank you. You've been so good to us, Father. We just love you. We give you all the praise and all the glory for all the wonderful things that you're doing in our lives today. Father, help us to have more expectation every day. Help us to be more stirred up about this every day, Father, looking for you, looking for the things in our lives to happen, the things that you want to happen in our lives and expecting them to happen, expectation for your presence every day and expectation for you moving in our lives every day. And, Father, we just ask for it in Jesus' name, and we give you all the praise and all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you don't know Jesus today, you need to know him. You know, you have no hope against hope. You don't have something to be expecting about if you don't have Jesus in your life. And you can have him today. The Bible says in Romans, the 10th chapter, 9th and 10th verse, if you confess Jesus as Lord, believe God has risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. So you can pray that with me right now if you'd like to be saved, just to pray with me right now. Father, I just believe that you've risen Jesus from the dead. And I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now. Jesus, be Lord of my life right now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer, you are saved right now. And if you'd like to, you know, I would probably, uh, actually, I'd write down the time. It's 457, uh, 424, 22. Write that down somewhere. I'd put it in your phone, put it in your Bible, put it somewhere so you don't forget the day you got saved and the time you got saved. You know, and the enemy comes to you and says, well, you didn't get saved. You can say, well, right there. That's when it happened, devil. That's when it happened. I'm saved right now. Praise the Lord. Amen. And you can email me at Jeremiah S. Ministries. I'd love to hear about it. Put it in the comments. I'm going to check those here in just a moment. Let us know about it. We'd love to hear about it. I'm going to go to the comments here in just a moment. But uh, we love you. We'll, we'll get back with you Wednesday. I'll be, uh, actually, I believe I'll be in Arizona. I'll minister to you there. We should be there in Arizona. We love you. God bless you. I hope that you have a wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiahsmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.